Good Monday, losers. Uh, thanks very much for listening to the podcast. Uh, in this week's episode, I complain uh, about Spain. Didn't want to. I tried to keep it neutral, but then a scab was picked and, and we kind of just spoke about um, that for a bit. Um, I mean, I honestly can't fucking remember. We got, oh man, we didn't talk about the fucking power cut last night. We should have done that. Well, that'll be on the Patreon episode next week. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel out now. If you want to see our stupid faces while we have these discussions, you can go to, what's it called? Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. Sloss and Humphreys on the Road. That makes sense. I probably could have guessed that. You probably could have guessed that. Um, you can share this. Uh, you can tell your friends uh, to listen to this shit. Uh, we'd appreciate if you did. This week was a decent enough episode. So, like, I get sometimes you don't want to recommend it to your friends because you're like, that was a gash episode and they were just stoned idiots and I don't want to let people know I listened to that shite. This is one where you're like, all right, this is a decent starting point. Um, what else was uh, we've got social media now as well. Keep up with us on Instagram. Cause oh, yeah. Just, uh, keeping, keeping, up, up. keeping up with the tour on Insta. Aye, Sloss and Humphreys on the road. And we're also on tour uh, in America. So you can go to dianesloss.com and buy tickets for us there. Enjoy the podcast. Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Muggins and cream, cream and muggins. Straight thugging, living the dream. That, that's our intro. Fucking muggles. Tickling the clit inside your head to make you laugh. They said it can't be done. Are we in the same seats? That's hack. Oh, muggles. Accidental rib job in the park. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Or am I just being cynical? Just muggled it up on fucking Mugglepedia. Where have you been since 9-11? I was on fucking fire last night. I wish. I was on fucking belt of form last night. You were lucky. Mm. Mm. You got to that stage of stoned where you forgot you were in a foreign country and then didn't change your accent at all in every conversation. I was tiny. Oh, he has it that big. Uh, I start listening in Flemish. <laughs> I think Flemish is just fluent Geordie anyway. It's a very weird language. Mm. Like every time I walk around here in Belgium and you see signs written down, you're like, that does just feel like a prank. If you're playing on foreigners to be like, Let's make them think that this is what we talk like, just so they can sort of see us sounding out the 19-syllable, mm. double-barreled. Like, for some reason, there's like... Th- I've seen two letters in a row before. Look, meet, greet. Never seen seven in a row. Aye. Like, outside of we and ah. Like, but, like, they're just in words here. Aye, like, they're just saying, like, a, a massive lol on the internet with loads of O's and Aye. Them. Like, no one's really saying laugh out, 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 out loud. Yeah, it's... But they're just they're accentuating... Accentuating, is that a word? Yeah, I mean, Sounds I don't know if you good. used it. Accentuating is a word. I don't know if you used it in the correct context, but... Oh, I felt good, that. Just just threw a word out of my mouth I've never heard before. I don't think I've heard that word. I don't trust... Accentuated. Accentuated, aye. Aye. Is that a word? Uh-huh. And I used it correctly? No. Mm. Well, let's not get into this. So I was fucking well baked last night. You were holding your composure quite well. Yeah, because I'm a stoner and you are not. Aye, I've I've <laughs> I've kind of retired being a stoner. Aye, but uh, I still dabble. You do. And uh, like I like you, you're a daily smoker. Mm-hmm. So I just like get on it now and again. Aye. Or when I do, so you know when um, you know when the the big general guns to get Rambo back out of the, if you retreat in the mountains. Seen, I've never seen any in, Rambo in, Ra- in Rambo three. No. And he's just like he's retired, and he's just getting on with his life, doing some hunting hunt and gathering or whatever he's doing, Aye. doing some handicrafts in his little cave. And then they're like, "Oh, we need you on the battlefield." I'm like, "Roll it up, general." 
Roll it up. That's that's me in the stoner world. Are the Rambo movies any good? I like them. They're, I don't. They, you know what? Weirdly, they haven't really. Um, they're not talked about that much anymore. So maybe they're not. Mm. Like they never they never mentioned as like in the same way Rocky still gets banded about quite a bit. Well, because I always remember having a debate with my dad where when I was younger I would say that Sylvester Stallone is a. I was like Sylvester Stallone's a shit actor. Like that that fucking. Like, Rocky's, you know, he's not good in that. And my dad was like, no, 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 you're like, everyone that thinks Sylvester Stallone isn't a good actor is an idiot because he's playing that type of person in Rocky. That's not what Sylvester Stallone actually talks like all the time. Uh, That's the character Yeah, of, it just means you fell for it. He's, he's constantly playing the same role because that man well, is like, he's if, an entrepreneur, he's, he's, he's a Well, if he's playing the same fucking role, if, I've not seen Rambo, oh, but if it's the same fucking accent, as Rocky, I'm not then he is thick as pig shit. I'm not saying he's a good actor. I'm just saying that that role he plays must be a role. He can't, he can't be that guy when he's like in meetings trying to get his like scripts commissioned and all that. Well, like, isn't the story young guys? Because yeah, he, he he held on to that script and denied millions and lived, I don't know if he lived on the streets off. That was just hyperbole of the mm. story until it got accepted with him as the lead. Aye, and he also I think he did like sell a dog to get. For f- oh, I think it was like he had to sell a dog, his favorite dog to get food, and then he sold this the script from and like then a went nice back. Story to a really then, heartless story. Why? Just in selling the dog. Well, no, he needed right. to eat, and he, and he couldn't afford to keep feed the dog either. Oh, so, right. like, it was like, right, I'm not going to let two creatures fucking starve here. I'm going to give you to an owner while I'm living on the streets. And then he sold the script, and then went back and bought his dog. He back. bought his dog back. That's the story nice. I've heard. Do you know what his dog was called in Rocky? No, but kiss. I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to say something that's going to piss Martin Nelson off here. I don't think the Rocky movies were that good. I, don't, like I, I just don't get it. You didn't even like Rocky Four for what it was? Nah. 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 I don't think I've seen Rocky Four, but I remember watching Rocky One going, oh, man, it's the great guy. You've never seen the one with Dolph Lundgren in? Wouldn't, the first two didn't capture me. Like, it's just, it feels like the Great Gatsby rules that we've discussed. The reason these movies are considered good is because there was no other movies at the time. Because uh, one and two were, like, really gritty, like, kind of underdog stories. And they were, they were, like, iconic, right? But um, for me, Rocky Four was, like, a Hollywood blockbuster. Aye. And, that, like, there were two, com- like, kind of different films. Like, they, were, they had different goals. I just did Ro- Rocky Three, I, I'm not sure about Rocky Three, like... Rocky one, I didn't get what the point was. Like he, right, he he didn't lose or he did lose, but he put up a fight. Class, Landis dog story. I get it. Um, Adrian didn't get it. That's not like even if you're thick, that's not an attractive woman. Uh, I didn't find her that supportive either. Actually, no, nah, didn't get any of that. Um, and then also I, like I, if, if, if I, rec- if, I reckon Rocky should have watched Jigsaw by like episode two. Mm. I reckon him and Adrian would have parted ways. What's Sylvester Stallone done recently? The only thing I think... Oh, well, he was fucking... He was um, in the Marvel. He was stuff. He was also... He's the shark in um, Suicide Squad. I still haven't seen that yet. It's very good. Yeah, very recommended. Aye. It's very good. And then 30 years' time, my son's going to watch the fucking podcast, uh, the, the Suicide Squad. He goes, I don't think it was that good. I don't think Sylvester Stallone was that good. Not, but like, you little fucking ignorant cunt. It's a classic. Do you think you'll hang on to the movies that you loved when you were growing up the same way? Like, you know, when you talk about Mark Nelson just hangs on to the movie mm. and he'll, he'll not let it go, even though time's moved on and there's better stuff. Aye. Like, he still has that on a pedestal because it's got the nostalgia attached to it. Aye. Do you think, like, um, 
when your kids are like shaming Lord of the Rings, you'll be there going, but you just don't understand how far that took. took yeah, in the absolutely. Well, because now I can, because I remember when I was young, like not enjoying the Star Wars movies, right? And my dad couldn't, he was like, why do you not enjoy these? And I'm like, because the graphics are shit, the acting is shit. And also, I've seen better versions of Star Wars. And his argument was obviously always greatly, yeah, but like the reason all the sci-fi you've seen has come from Star Wars. And I'm like, buddy, I'm nine. I don't give a fuck. The Aye. stuff I'm consuming now, like, is, is, it, it was inspired Aye. by Star Wars, but it's objectively better now. And that's why I'm here. Now as an older person, when I go back and watch Star Wars and I understand how that works, like, I go, oh, yeah, like, of course, this is, I can see why people enjoy this. I can suspend my, the graphics are dog shit. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a, it's a bit fucking hack in places because it wasn't considered hack at the time because it was the thing that made all the things I I can do that now as an adult but I couldn't do it as a kid so if but my kid at the age of fucking 12 is like I think Lord of the Rings is stupid I'm like alright give it six years uh, give it six years you'll appreciate it if, even if you don't like it you'll appreciate it later yeah. on yeah once you discovered fucking marijuana trust me you're gonna love it do you think it's like going, like, say, you, you've got your Netflix specials and your HBO special and you're going, yeah, but look, that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for this and wheeled out your 2012 DVD. Right. You're like, this classic, this is shoulders of giants, this. No, 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 but it's like when people say, any, 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 like, sort of half comedy fan that, like, doesn't enjoy George Carlin or Bill Hicks or Richard Pryor or any of these, like, old greats, they go, oh, you Billy know. Connolly. Yeah, yeah, they go, I don't like those. And you go, right, well, I got, even if you don't like those comedians, I guarantee every comedian you like was inspired by those comedians. Mm -hmm. So whether you like it or not, all the greats have influenced all of your favourites. That's how yeah. it works, and that works in movies, that works in music, that all forms. Uh, like with Billy Connolly, he made it so that we could tell stories on stage. Uh, every, I swear. I have everyone. Everyone was just doing like mother-in-law jokes and like. It was Alec Bernard Manning type stuff, wasn't it? And then yep. he he just come along and just started telling stories with the punchlines woven into the stories. And then it just meant when we started our career, that format was palatable already because he'd, he'd breached it. Richard Pryor was the first ever comedian to really personify uh, anything other than himself and his bits. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that sort of like... He really acted out stuff, didn't he? I'm yeah. gonna, uh, full disclosure here, I haven't seen much Richard Pryor, bar the odd clip. Um, oh man, it's good. Like live on the Sunset Strip again. Do it the same way that we've just said. That if mm -hmm. when you're watching the old classics, you've got to go back and like comedy. But but, but not but but not in the same way that we we'll watched Jamie Fox. That was objectively bad. Oh, Jamie regardless. Fox's stand-up yeah, special. That, Jesus that, fuck. That wasn't the, like appreciate at the time what was uh, what was happening. He wasn't pushing any boundaries at the time. Then he was just outright garbage. Aye. Well, I mean, he ripped in the room. He smashed the room. But it was you know it's fucking it's black crowds in america and if i've learned anything from the amount like there's there's two very different like circuits out there there's like the black circuit and then there's like the well i mean the, that there's several circuits i don't know what i'm talking about but the black circuit is the one that like only like bill Barr uh, has really sort of gone mm -hmm. into like it's just a different you know fucking type of game that's where like deaf comedy jam comes from yeah. and i'm pretty sure jamie fox came through there and was like probably good at the time but it really feels like you know when like a comedian becomes famous and then becomes shit because they don't have the ability to play to a neutral audience anymore. Uh-huh. So they're, they're, they're playing to an audience that already loves them, so they're, they're compromising because they know they're going to get a good response. I don't think they're, they're, they're not compromising. They just can't find an honest fucking well, audience. Also, like, um, in that Jamie Foxx audience, it was like he was going for whooping and cheering rather than laughter. Uh, so he was trying to make them, like, hoot and holler. 
And he was doing stuff like catchphrases, like uh, oh, the catchphrases, take, taking a hit of an imaginary spliff, and then like going, "You got to blow that shit out," and, and then going mad for it. Like they're not laughing because I mean, there's no punchline. He's there. like, he said the same thing he said five minutes ago. This is like Mrs. Brown's boy's life. This is class. It was so funny watching the um, development of that as well because the first one he done it, he done it, he finished because he was doing it at the end of routines. Aye. he was putting it as like a. a oh, he was it was it was gaslighting an audience into like it was no no it was, it was Pavlovian dog response, which is like I'm gonna say this after a time that you've laughed, and then you're gonna associate it with laughter, and then every time you laugh, I'm just gonna say this dumbass thing that doesn't make any fucking sense. Aye, it was like, and then was, the next time I say it, even if I've not said anything funny, you're gonna be like, he only says that. When a joke's over, it was just NLP. Aye, because the first time he done it, they got to blow that shit out. The audience, even the audience that loved him, didn't know what was going on. They were like, "He's just took a hit of a spliff." And then the second time we come round, they were like, "Oh, he did that thing again." Oh, and then the third time they're joining in, they're like, "You got to blow their shit out." <laughs> You're like, how? I thank how, thank God he went into acting. How did you write that? How did you like? What was your you know, you just you wouldn't have been in his laptop at the time, would he? What year was it? Would he have had a computer? No. Nah. I mean, that, that looked like it was... 90s? Aye. Might have had a computer? Might have been a big desktop number? No, I, no, 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 because I don't think comedians started writing on fucking... Like, even just even on, just on word there. one with a paper clip? Aye. Nobody was going to a fucking office to write their jokes. That was still notepad here. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you don't think he was writing, I'm going to blow that shit out, and then the paper clip would pop up and go, uh, I suggest putting a joke here. Yeah, no, no, and he was just like, no, sh- shut up, cancel, copy, paste, copy, paste... <laughs> Copy paste, <laughs> copy paste, and that is a fifty-five minute set, and I have fucking ripped then, it. Then he gets in touch with his agent. I've got, I've got them thirty pages you asked for. <laughs> uh, we don't have any catchphrase. Yo, um, are we in the same seats? as kind of a big catchphrase in the industry for us. Mm. Um, your agent tried to turn you into a catchphrase comic, and uh, you dropped one of your bits out of spite. Yes, I did. Yeah. Because you had a bit about voice controls on the TV at the time. It was on your Xbox, and you're trying to get it to put on the Netflix app. Oh. And you were shouting into your remote or whatever. Well, the way, I mean, it's and very, Netflix. like, like the Auntie Donna have now actually done a, a better version mm. of the bit I was doing. But I did it first. Fuck you, Auntie Donna. Um, but it was, yeah, the Xbox Connect was just me trying to go with a Scottish accent. It doesn't work, which is just going Xbox uh, Netflix, 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 and it's just not fucking working. It just the joke is just me losing my mind and yelling Netflix over and over again, and then uh, Marlena just kept quoting it to me, and I'm like, "All right, well that's that joke done. Uh, I'm gonna have to quit that." Like All it right. was like I didn't have to suggest getting like merch printed, but you can't get merch printed with just Netflix written on it. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they'd have something to say about it. <laughs> you weren't even on Netflix at the time. I know um, the. Other one that you have that you didn't mean to be a catchphrase was um, when you taught your goddaughter to stick a middle finger up at horses because mm. she didn't know what the middle finger meant flipping the bird. Aye. And then, like, every time you see horses, you stick your middle finger up. And now, whenever I do this, people go, horses. And I'm like, all right, okay. Mm. I guess I've fucking backed myself into that corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, I No, I can't. But there's nothing you, you like. There's nothing you've the, willingly the only, put in. The there's only, nothing where you've like put it into a set a number of times so that like people know it as your trademark. Well, I mean, ice cream for the Jews is getting pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like ice cream for the Jews. It's like the, part of the like. That's a really on. risky catchphrase to have, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm never putting it on shirts. The weird thing is, like, just as a sentence, like even without any of the context, ice cream for the Jews. It's just such a like. 
it it's not even baiting. It's like it's more confusing. It's like mm. what is that? It seems like it could be derogatory, but what does it even mean? Well, it's I derogatory think it, in what way? It's not even like on any of the I, stereotypes. No, no, but I think it's derogatory. Anytime there's the in front of a type of people, yes, it's derog. The gays, the blacks, the women. The uh, Jews, the women, like it's never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the women! Right, Christ. whenever, whenever you describe a group of people, just as that's the whole thing. That's when it gets to that. All right, uh, you're just making a big ass fucking generalization here, like yeah. Uh, and if you put like, a I'll sweat- tell you, I'll tell you something. Here's an example, right? You know when Colin is being a, uh, make, about to make a very bad point, he goes, "I'll tell you something about the English." Uh, you go, all right, there it is. It's almost as if there's like a little placeholder for a swear word after the. Uh, it's like you're just you're just leaving that out, aren't you? To make it sound less. Yeah, yeah. Offensive. That is only like one step above those fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, like the gays or those fucking gays. Like it's okay, we've reduced mm. it, but the malice is still there. You've covered it up enough. Aye, because it's just the. It's like you're throwing a blanket over people. Yeah. That's what you're doing. There's a blanket over them. Right, right. now we're going to talk about them. Is it going to be good? Is oh, it yeah. going to be bad? Oh, Probably bad. Are the Scots complaining again? Are the <laughs> left having a whine? Uh, are the right being racist? It's across the board. It's, you know. Mm-hmm. So if it's ice cream for the Jews, then it's in there. Um, not looking forward to doing that joke in Germany. But, but you have to. I do have to do it. Because in the same way that you had to do the uh, Japan expression, in, uh, that's, in, a, that's a catchphrase, habu. Uh, you have to do that in, uh, I, to, I did that in Japan, and that's sort of, so if I'm going to do the Nazi jokes, I feel like I have to do them in Germany. But I feel like the, the, the reason I don't want to isn't because I think they'll be more offended by it, but I have done Nazi jokes in Germany before, and because they are so thoroughly taught their own history, mm-hmm. like it's not like when you do when it's short comedy uh, when you like when you do Holocaust jokes in the rest of the world, people do oh because they're not that close to it. Like it's a thing in history that happened on the other side of the world or to a, a, a people that like they don't relate to, like they know people involved in it, but it's like second generations after and stuff. Whereas like in Germany, they're like oh man, like we. Dead th- that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. If you go in Germany and start doing jokes about the Holocaust, they, like you said, they're, they're taught their own history. But if you go in England and start doing jokes about like the treatment of the Irish or the, um, was it Bangladesh? I mean, a, th- a, th- a, th- a third of the world. And um, aye, so like the audience will be just the just the well-read ones will know what you're talking about. Aye, and they'll just go, oh, and okay. The, pe- the people that have just got a basic school curriculum education will not have a clue, and they'll. Feel attacked, aye, because they don't know what they did, aye. Whereas in like the 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 Germans aren't like offended by it. They're like they're not upset. They're not like angry at the jokes, but they're more like upset. It's like bringing up a horrible thing that they did. It would be like me bringing up or you bringing up the way like we used to like you know treat other people when we were in high school. And you're like, oh god, man, I was a real piece of shit back then. It's like a national version of that. They're mm-hmm. like, oh man, like we promise we've improved since then. Like we don't like that being the thing that we're known for. Yeah. And I know we, we you know, Aye. you know, we should complain because we did Facebook. do it. But <laughs> those opinions and actions weren't on Facebook because it wasn't oh. invented then. But I. How do you feel about being held accountable for the way you were in school? Do you think, like, a grown-up school bully should feel bad about what he did? Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I think that's the entire thing of being, like, account- you have to be accountable for all of your actions in your life. 
right? And and that includes the good ones and the very, very shameful ones and the embarrassed ones. You have to stand by them and go, look, that was me and I did do that. Mm -hmm. I don't stand by why I did it. I understand why I did it and the reasons I did it were wrong and they came from these places uh, of like insecurity or fear or jealousy. Um, I don't stand by what I did, but I admit those were my actions mm. and I am, you know, regretful about them and I'm going to do my best in the future to not and do them again. Man, I was a, I was a, like, a, I didn't know, but like, I was a bit of a bully in I primary school. I can imagine school. that. I can imagine you didn't have empathy for your fellow student. Oh, I did, but I just like, uh, but, but I was, I was good at football and like that's all that matters to make you popular in primary school. Like the best at football mm. is like, and like I think just, I just, uh, yeah, I was, was, wasn't devoid of empathy, but I had like a nine-year-old's level of empathy, which is enough. Didn't realise the things that you were saying hurt other people. You think it's just banter. On the other side of things, it's them being bullied. And in retrospect, it absolutely was bullying. Mm. Um, and I don't have, fucking feel... Have you ever been victim of bullying? Yeah, both. Uh, that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do you resent those guys? Um, what type of bullying happened to you? Well, in primary school, just like a bit, like I occasionally got like pushed up against a wall and fucking roughed up. But I think the reason that kid was bullying me then was because I'd said something like in class that made everyone laugh at him. And then after the school, he just reminded me that he was thoroughly bigger than I was mm. and just put the fear of God into me for a bit. So I think that was like two levels of like bullying. So you got put in your place, really? Yeah. And then I remember like we both got taken in to uh, like the teacher and told off and we were both accusing each other of bullying and we're like, oh, right, I see what's we're happening. We're just having a fight. Aye, aye. <laughs> That's what's happening. And then... Um, I had one where a girl emptied a tin of hairspray in my face. I couldn't breathe. Oh. And I was um, like coughing and crying and that. Aye. I don't hold that against her. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't. It's not. It's not. It's not funny. It wasn't funny when she got out there later. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, you know what? I will say I do have a little bit of fucking resentment. There's a kid from my uh, uh, high school, Jeff. I won't say his second name, but if you were to tell me right now, you know, you're getting old. If there was a kid in your high school, Carl Jeff, I have to say the age that like. Aye. Isn't he Jeff's in school now. Uh, if you were to tell me right now that he died yesterday. Like, we'd have to cut the camera because there would be a big fucking grin on my face. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, and, and I know that's really immature and stuff, but, like, you could literally explain to me that, like, since high school, he's grown up, he's got married, he's got three children, he understands that bullying is wrong. I still hope he dies. Mm -hmm. Like, he was just... Because his bullying was just, like, a... It wasn't consistent, but it was just... It was the fucking pathetic, non-confrontational bullying. So you'd be sitting in class and then would, like, throw something at the back of your head and then pretend it wasn't him. Like, you're walking down the corridors, clips your fucking heels, then runs away. Like, none of it was, like, in your... It was, it was constant mischief that you, you couldn't get done for. Aye. But it was just, like, death by a million cuts. Yeah, but it was... Yeah, you, it was want to, you want him to die for being mischievous? No, no, it was belittling <laughs> shit. Like, it was uh, just... It was fucking constant fucking chipping away. It's like, I, he just decided to not like me for whatever reason. And it was never, like, I'm going to kick your fucking head in. Like, I'm going to say these horrible things to your fucking faces. But it's just at random points during the day, I'm going to make you... You feel like shit. But then again, man, man, in fucking retrospect, like, we were teenagers. Like, I was probably a piece of shit to several other fucking kids. Like, mm. it's, you know... I think there are some people out there that were maybe just the bullies, but I'm not going to uh, fucking stand here and lie and tell you that I was I was always I, bullied and I was never a piece of shit. I, to did, I didn't feel like I was picked out. Like I didn't feel like I was um, victimised as such, but I was definitely like, sometimes the focus would get turned on me uh, yeah. and I'd have to just take it. Like, there was one time when the, um, they got me school bag 
And like I was quite short as a kid, right? But these bigger kids like climbed up the goalposts and um, they tied the you know the strap that untied the thing from oh, the tether yeah. and then tethered it back in. So it was like solid attached from the uh, crossbar and then slid it across. So it was over the massive puddle. Great. So I had to go and jump in the massive puddle to try and get it to come to the bar to get it doing. And then like <laughs> I'm fucking jumping up and doing in a puddle trying to get my bag back. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cruel but so good <laughs> and that, you just, that's how I'm like I can't look back on that and like look at that like an origin story like I've got to prove those guys wrong and become a comedian <laughs> I just look back at that and yeah nah I could have been anybody aye <laughs> and then um, there was another one where I, I've talked about this in me How To Be Happy show um, but it's a true story so I'll, I'll just go over it it was the one where um, I, it was my first day at school and I had my bag on both shoulders full of like all my fucking new stationery and all that got my new uniform on for the first time I've never been at this school before and I'm walking around the back of the sports hall and these lads just grabbed us they were like looked like adults oh. they're just blokes and I was just this little kid right and they grabbed us by an arm and a leg each and give us what I called a shuggy boat, like what your, uh, like your dad and your uncle would get you a shuggy boat, just an arm and a leg each, and then just like, swing, you. swing you back and forward. Um, and just Why let, did you call it a shuggy boat? Is that I don't know, just a shuggy boat. I just Does shuggy that. have any other meaning? I don't like know, you're getting shugged, I don't know if that's even... Um, mate, didn't make us try and no, no, work I was out just, like, I was, why Jordies do what they do. I know. I it might just, just be my family, it may be one of them, where it's just like within, within my street as a kid. But but, but sometimes I criticise you, I'm like, where the fuck does that come from? And then there's actually a very good explanation yeah. of like etymology and whatnot. So that was that. Was that. Yeah, so I, I the, the threw us into the water and it was like I landed like back backpack first on my arse, just fucking drenched in my new uniform. Right, I was just lying in this puddle, cold and wet, and fucking having a shit first day at school. And then um, they went to grab me mate, it's Cal Elliot, not that one. Right. He would have been three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they went and grabbed me mate, right, and. Uh, just as they grabbed him, he just went, don't, I'll throw myself in. <laughs> and he wrestled three of them and just launched himself in next to us. Great, go out on your own terms. Aye, on my own terms. Yeah. Like, that's not how I saw it. I thought he missed out on the best bit. <laughs> like, I, I, here's the hypocrisy of it, right? I, uh, like, if there was anyone from either my primary school or high school that would like to come up to me and be like, hey, man, we went to primary school and high school together, and you, when you were a kid, you used to make me feel like shit. I would wholeheartedly like be like, man, I'm really sorry. Like, yeah. I've, I've obviously changed it then. But the fact that I've changed doesn't take away the fact that when I was younger, I applied very, very real heart on you, which you've carried through your life. I am fundamentally wholeheartedly sorry for that. And then on the other side of the thing, if any of my bullies came up to me and apologised to me, I'd be like, I fucking hope you die still. Mm. You've not given me any closure. Like, this spite that I have for you has taken me through a lot of my life. Uh, like, it's really fucking helped me. I would really hope everyone I was shit to forgave me, and I would forgive absolutely no one that wronged me. <laughs> even though nah. I got you where you are, even nah. though it's important. Nah. Have you seen that Nick Helm uh, routine where he, uh, he just he just pulls out a note and he's like, Dear bully, and it's basically like uh, talking about the soul searching he had to do because of the bullying and how the bullying like had made him become basically what you've just said, <laughs> made us become the person that I am today and all that and I forgive you for everything because I couldn't have gotten to where I am without you and all that stuff and he just pulls it back up and went, I received that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Great <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, like, if a bully came up and just, uh, like, some of that bully did at school, I picked her in school, come up and, like, had that, like, out party and just went, like, I'm so sorry, like, I think about it all the time, I regret what I've done and all that, I'd be like, man, I'm kind of glad you ruminated on that because that probably made you a better person. 
you probably come out of the, the, the other end because you regret it. No. Nah, like, if that manifested as, like, fuck the cunt, you're just going to carry on growing up into a shit adult. Uh, but if, if you turn the corner and you've grown and you, you, re, you, you regret the actions of the person you previously were, then that's good. No, but I think there's better ways to do it. Like, I, 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 I like to his face, I could be like, I forgive you. And then I find out what school that his kids go to, make sure my kids go to the same school, and then get my kids to bully their kids. Mm. And then just keep the cycle just keep going. Keep the generation going. Aye. That's very, like, um, Scotland, England of you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because because England has famously done nothing wrong to Scotland yeah, that's in the Eng- past 10 years. Eng- England, uh, England have bullied Scotland, uh, yeah, recently as well. Aye, yeah, okay. aye. Like it's, it's ongoing. Yeah, it's not, yeah, there's this thing of, like, oh, the English stopped being shit to the Scottish loads of years ago. It's a thing of the fucking past. It absolutely fucking isn't. Mm. That is true. It's still going on every single day. We've never voted for the government that, for some reason, every one of you cunts loves so much. Can I ask you a question? And I know it's going to take us over old ground and we're going to repeat some conversations off the back of it. Um, But this is a question. Currently, is England still the country you hate the most? Or have they recently been overtaken by somebody that was already a fairly close second? Aye, aye. Well, I mean, fucking, without, I don't want to be too unprofessional here because, obviously, I love all of our audience members, um, anyone that comes to our shows. Aye, well, one little disclaimer here, and this isn't just pandering, the audience were class in, in Spain. Aye. They, but, were, they were the redeeming feature of our Spain trip. Aye, but we are never going back. You've decided that... That's, that's Spain done for me, on des- all fronts. You've I'll decided that you're never, ever going to Spain again. Because at first you were like, we're never gigging here again on tour. Mm. And then, at the end of it all, you were like, I'm not even coming back here on holiday. Like, told- you even like, including Ibiza. Yeah, I'm I take scratching a beater off the list, which is fucking bonkers in my eyes. Like, nah. Well, well, no one... No, no. That's a different gravy, Ibiza. No. Nah. That's, that was my last ever trip uh, to Spain until every single person there thoroughly changes their attitude. Aye. <laughs> and I just don't think that's going to happen. It's a rude country. Aye. It's really rude. It's like, it's like Paris, but everywhere. <laughs> Aye. Like, it's just that, yeah. And I, man, again, look, we've discussed this before. I understand it. British tourists are the absolute worst in the fucking world. But you can watch them being rude to each other. You can't understand what they're saying. Aye. But their tone is definitely, like... Uh, Stanky tone mm-hmm. when they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never seen a positive, smiley, friendly conversation between two Spaniards. Mm. And it's just, it's not worth. Like, so, like, we were going through the airport, obviously, because of Brexit, we now have to go into the other queue. And again, like the glee of which the Spanish send you to the other queue. And again, I get it. I, I that, fucking, I understand. That's one thing I hand to them. I'm, I'm like, like I, you, get, you get to have that. Yeah, like, obviously, you, man, I get it. You hate fucking British people because we voted fucking Brexit. Motherfucker, I'm Scottish. Like, I'm I, I'm not part of that fucking gang. Like, yeah. I'm suffering the consequences of their shit. I promise you, I hate the people you hate infinitely more than you fucking do. But with all the glee, they're like, go in the other fucking queue. And you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Like, uh, there's, um, a lot of- I'm part of the British, uh, unfortunately. That's the thing. That's the fucking blanket that you're throwing over the top of me and there's some real mental gymnastics to if people that are claiming that it isn't because of brexit that that queue is so long it's because of like fucking they're disorganized at their end or whatever right but you're like i just watched my adrian my adrian <laughs> my agent who has an austrian passport you can Aye. see how i made that mix up uh, my agent who has an austrian passport just goes through on oh. the other queue 
And yeah, that queue would be bigger if the British people went in, but that queue is also electronic scan passports, yeah, self-save, self not just some fucking government official giving you the stink eye asking you 20 questions about why you're coming into his country. Aye. And uh, and you're joining the queue with... The, like, some people have gotten to, like, whatever, Tenerife, and they've just ghosted through the queue, and they're like, well, it's fine, I've noticed it's fine. Yeah, it's, you notice it's fine because you didn't land at the same time as a long-haul flight from somewhere out the continent Aye. and had to join the back of the queue with those guys who are getting all the papers checked. You got lucky. It's a roll of the dice now. And, yeah, you, you got through that one time, but keep playing and you're going to get stuck in the queue five times out of ten. All right, look, I've had... I've had That was our third time performing in Spain. And uh, not the audience's fault, but none of the three times that we've been in Spain have any of the gigs been run well or efficiently or yeah. to any level of quality or standard that I expect at this level of my fucking career. And I'm not going back for those reasons. And the reason I'm not going back on holiday is because I'm just sick of being treated like a British person do, when I'm there. Uh, you, don't, you don't want service of people in the service industry. No, no. <laughs> and you can't go anywhere without needing service. Mm. And you always want to appreciate service because you're, you're paying for the service. It's a trade. Like your money that you spent your time on for their time that they want money for, that's the trade. But you still want to have like a polite interaction. Mm -hmm. But that's, it takes two people to complete that pass. Aye. Like I'll, I'll, I've, I've been polite to service staff in Spain and then being treated rude back. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't want that. I don't want that transaction. I don't want to. I don't want to. Because also, that man, service. motherfucker, do you want to? Do you want a game of being rude? Because I will fucking make you sob, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Like you have no idea the level of vitriol. But it feels I can fucking pour in your direction. But I'm not taking much, my day out on you. It feels much worse for the customer to be rude. Aye. It is much worse for the customer to be rude. Especially as a fucking British person, I can't be rude to you because I'm just fulfilling the fucking stereotype uh, that you're believing in that's making you treat me this way. So I've got to just try and, with my kindness, be like, okay, I understand it. You know, maybe you want to take 45 minutes to bring a menu over to a table uh, in an empty restaurant, you lazy piece of shit. It's true. It takes a lot of energy to kill Spaniards with kindness when all you want to do is use weapons. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, uh, uh, it's up there with the uh, Australian levels of uh, service, but I would I would actually say Spanish service is, is, is worse than the... Yeah, the Australian service is just like they're not in a hurry. They're still nice and polite often. Often, yeah. often is the is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that uh, statement. Also, by the way, I will say this uh, now. I owe an apology to the people of Melbourne. Um, oh yes. When I was over in uh, April or May, whenever I was, I would go around Australia, and my opening joke was about how. When I was in Melbourne, they were all complaining that they'd had a two-month lockdown and they were complaining to me, a British person, that had gone through nine months of uh, lockdowns. And there was this whole bit about how, you know, people in Melbourne, there's a, the, they like being the victims, they're perpetually victims, and they were like, we've had the hardest of it in Australia, therefore we've had it the hardest in the world. And I was making fun of them for that. And now uh, Melbourne has become the most... Lockdown city in the entire world. Are they in their fifth lockdown now? Yeah. So yeah, they've been yeah. given their, their privileges and their life back 
like four times. Yep, and then take it away. And, and, away and, and it's and again, it's none of their fault. It's an incompetent fucking uh, government. But it just means your routine mocking them has aged terribly. terribly. So bad. Uh, so I just want to anyone in Melbourne that did see that show that was just being like, fucking, that's lost bear. Hey, you were right. Congratulations. I've lost any right to complain about the, uh, the lockdowns I went through. You are the kings and queens of lockdown. You've suffered more than me. Enjoy your cross. Aye, a rare, a rare apology from Daniel yep. Cross. Sincerely, right man, it, it looks, it looks mean, fucking brutal out there. And you have my deepest, deepest sympathies for another fucking lockdown. It, it's... I can't, I can't imagine what you're going through. It must be horrendous. I'm very sorry. Why do you still look smug? Well, <laughs> why, do you still look well like, why do you look like the Spanish airport staff that sent us into the Brexit queue? Well, because there's some people in Melbourne I hate. <laughs> 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 but like to most, to 99% of Melbourne. Why is, your, why is your sorry crumbling right in front of my eyes? No, it's still there. <laughs> it, was a, it was such a big sincere apology and I looked at you and you had a shit-eating grin. Uh, I'm, like, I'm like, they can watch this on YouTube. Uh, no, no, the apology is sincere. But I would be lying if, look... I would be lying if I said there weren't like four people in Melbourne that I know are suffering and I'm going, good. Hopefully that'll give you the perspective that my lockdowns gave me and you'll come out of the other side less of a cunt. Fingers crossed. Um, and now we're, we're now in Antwerp. Mm-hmm. We played in Ghent last night. What a fucking mint country Belgium is. Oh, I, think, I think it's probably the most underrated country. Yeah, uh, I just think every, everybody's nice. Everything works. It's clean. Yeah, it's it is, like, and, and every city is so it's beautiful. The architecture's yeah. class. Like the the, the you know the, the coffee, coffee culture and all that. Mm-hmm. Like the, I just had a little wander around outside, like board game uh, cafes and stuff. And it's just like uh, I, I just think it's one of them countries that. English people need to go to just to get a sense of perspective that England isn't all that good. Because, you know, like, my mum my and dad will say, like, oh, you're always down on England. England's fucking great, right? Like, in, give, to give you their perspective, they've been to Greece and Spain. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> That's the holders. <laughs> of course they think England's class. Aye. Aye. You know, get, get yourself to Belgium. Even go to Australia and parts of America and just have a little look. Just have a little immerse yourself in, like, go to, to Sweden. Aye. Right? Have a look around some countries, Germany. Aye. Just have a look around some countries and just see them doing it properly and like getting it right. Aye. Yeah, Bel- I do think Belgium is fucking uh, great. Just the people are very, very... I've, I don't think I've ever met a Belgian that was bad at their job so far. Mm-mm. I've never felt I've never felt in the presence of incompetency, whereas yeah. that is <laughs> everywhere in Spain. Yeah, I don't think is. I've ever encountered a Spanish person where I was like, you did your job. To one hundred percent, the best of your ability there. Mm. Apart from the um, the girl who was sat with her now, a fella and our friends, and she took over the waitress's job, who was doing a bad job and done a waitress's job for her. Oh yeah, so our fans are yeah. We, we, we bumped <laughs> it. I was so angry after the gig again, the, not because of the audience. The audience were they were they were great. Just every single other part of the yeah, gig. Yeah, those technical was an difficulties. Abject fucking failure. The, the technical difficulties. The mics kept cutting out. The sound check didn't finish until um, the show was meant to start. Yeah. The show was starting ridiculously late because apparently in certain countries it's custom to have a show at like 9 45, 10 o'clock at night. Couldn't give, a, couldn't give a fuck Aye. about customs. Aye, it's just... Aye. I know, put it, put it this way, the comedy scene in the UK is bigger than the comedy scene in Spain, so we'll tell you how comedy what fucking works. works. Aye. Aye, the reason it's more, <laughs> like, the reason people are more coming to shows Aye. is because you haven't put it on, like, 
so it finishes the next day. Aye. Uh, but we met some fans afterwards who made us feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. They were um, class. That was really nice to just like, I don't know, just be around people that you could actually normal con- Spanish people, people that you could connect with. Aye, and have deeper conversations with without just want like looking at someone that wants to spit on you. Mm-mm. Aye, something that just well, I think because like maybe in their heads they were just like, okay, these are the British people that we do like, mm-hmm. and we just got like the VIP treatment. Yeah, I, I just wish fucking British tourists were less cunty. But it's just this vicious cycle that's never going to end. For Brits to stop being fucking rude, and we and we did start it. I guarantee we did uh-huh. start it. But for Brits to stop being rude, the Spanish would have to stop being rude, and it's never going to fucking nah, happen. There's it's never going to be like a it's good, too incredible Good Friday agreement yeah, yeah. between between the the British tourists and the Spanish service staff. It's two very very <laughs> stubborn people just locking horns, and neither of them willing to fucking back off. So nah. we're just so until that gets resolved, which is never. I'll 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 just go to other countries. Uh, and we're trying to be nice in the middle of this holy war, mm. and it's just like throwing buckets of water off the Titanic. It's futile. Uh, we might as well just just be rude back. Aye, it's like being <laughs> fucking uh, that, that. It's like we're stepping out of rank. Aye, aye, we're breaking the lines. Just we we are fucking Chloe Kardashian with the bottle of the can of coke, just going up to the police, being like, "I'm making a difference." No, you're not. Gah! Dead. <laughs> uh, I caught you. The other day. Fuck, what's this going to be? <laughs> uh, we were travelling together. Uh, I was reading my book. And you were Googling. Oh, no. Puppy raincoats. I just wanted a raincoat, like puppy prints on it. and <laughs> it was a raincoat for my puppy. Aye, because wolves can't get wet, can they? That's a famous historical thing. That like the reason wolves seek shelter Aye. in bad conditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They build dens. Mm-hmm. I think dens. Is that what foxes? Um, no, I think I think wolves like find caves or you know mm-hmm. ro- big massive rocks to hide. They find shelter, don't they? Maybe S- they do. We're just struggling. To, we're, we're persevering. We're not going to give up and like get. The, we're not going to get the puppy pads just yet. But it might be the next step. Mm-hmm. But before we get, because it, it, Peggy will pee outside all the time when it's dry. Which is a little princess, and she'll not go out when it, she'll go out when it's raining. She'll just not not their business. And she'll wait at the door to get let back in, and then um, you have to play floors lava. And, uh, anyway, we kind of get out of pee outside when it's raining, and I thought Ooh, I might get a little rain jacket. Mm-hmm. Might just keep her keep her just protected from the elements a little bit, so that she has a bit more confidence to. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just go to build a bear? Or get a rain jacket from there. <laughs> <laughs> the same fucking size. I can't deal fit. I keep thinking Peggy's like because I think Peggy's bigger than you've made out. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she's got a big aura. <laughs> <laughs> she's just she's got big deck energy. That's <laughs> why so you call her Peggy. <laughs> No, she's a fucking tiny dog. She's aye. Uh, um, we've bought a we've bought a big gazebo. <laughs> we don't have children. Aye, aye, I know. <laughs> but if my kids wouldn't piss outside, I'd buy them the same gazebo. I tell you that right now. Aye, fucking piss where you want. I'm not getting you a gazebo, you little cunt. Ah, oh, little furry dog. Let's get you a. Um, so you have to. 
why does she not like being rained on when she's peeing or is it like she won't pee on wet grass I think it's the wet ground thing yeah I think it's more the wet ground because she can't out she'll go out and eat bother in the rain so it's not like she's pissing and then she can feel rain going on her back and she's like how the fuck how am I misaiming this this is crap this is disgusting Mm -hmm. it's more I don't like my I can't it would be I guess how can I wet it when it's already wet yeah and I also guess like like Natalie probably wouldn't piss if you if the toilet seat was soaking wet. Natalie wouldn't sit down and dig a piss. Uh, She'd be like, "That has to be dry because mm-hmm. that feels." Gross. Yeah, I think, I think it's a bit like that. It must be, be, but as well, I don't know how much of it is like you know how they sniff around to smell for a spot and then they have a gun. Mm. I wouldn't have it just like washes away all the smells. Oh, she's I, like, "Oh, this isn't my toilet because I can." I've clearly not pissed here. I had before. that if now it goes through the little heads. Well, but then she, but then afterwards when it's dry, she'll still piss there. So I, I think that. Theory's debunked because she still goes out and pees when it's dry, even though the smell wouldn't be there. Yeah, it's after it's dried oh. up. Yes, you're right. So I think that's a bad theory. Um, also, like when it's windy, there's too many distractions. She'll be sniffing around for a spot and then like an ooh leaf and then run after it. Aye, ah, she'll just yeah. smell something else. Aye, uh, she'll smell around and then she'll get like a bit of bark because we've got like you know bark down on like a part of the garden. Mm-hmm. And she'll get a bark chip and go, oh that's nice, and just start chewing it and that. And you're like in the on the laminate floor inside. There's no mm. distractions. It's easier. So, like, on a still male day, it's easy. Uh, you just pass a few with it. She'll eventually pick up outside good, inside bad. Yeah, If yeah. you don't buckle. Yeah, yeah, If she just keep getting treats outside, it's just getting, like, moved so that we can clear it up inside uh, anyway. Yeah. Fucking talk less about my dog. Have we discussed the fact that our fucking American visas were finally approved? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't think so, because that happened since the last episode. Yeah, so congratulations, uh, America. Well, congratulations, us, really. Mm. But um, it was getting real close to the fucking wire. Didn't know if we were going to be able to... Um, Tickets are sold, mm. venues are booked. Yeah, uh, a, it was all getting fucking close. And, um, I mean, we've still got to have an interview in LAX, but I've been told it's a bit more of a formality, formality than anything else. But still, I mean, let's keep all of our fingers and If they decide to ch- have to check my archived criminal record... Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to postpone my visa a couple of days and I might end up like Tom Hanks in Terminal. Well, that's fine because I've, you know, I mean, not for you. Not Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, where he's Terminal. <laughs> <laughs> Very different movies. Um, you know, Tom Hanks has never played a bad guy in a movie. Not even like if you dissect it and go, actually, he was the bad guy. Well, in that like Road to, Road to Perdition, which I haven't seen in years and years, I can't remember it, but like apparently he's in the mafia then. And so it's like kind of like. He's like that's objectively bad. So he's. I bet he's done movies like rom coms that haven't stood the test of time, and, and he's now uh, like he gaslights and that. Mm. <laughs> I well, bet, I bet he, I bet he's got some like sus roles that haven't aged well. Woody in Toy Story One is a cunt. Oh really? Yeah. Because he's just dead jealous of the fucking new guy. He tries, he tries to get Buzz fucking killed or lost several times because he's jealous of this new thing. Like, he's not... Mm. A, it's only in the... Like, maybe the third act and then every movie from then on where Woody is a decent well, bloke. He's, he's but that's the closest to country that Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks has, has ever been. come in a, yeah. in a movie. It's like, you know, in that... Um in that movie, the bad guy in Toy, in Toy Story One. This isn't my original thought. This is something I've seen. The the bad guy isn't the bad guy. Mm. Now the kid that like takes the heads off oh, the right. toys and puts them on like spider's legs of Meccano and all that. Yeah. That's a fucking artist. That like oh, that's right. a creative type. He doesn't have the dogs or the dogs. He doesn't know that the toys are alive. Yeah, it would be insane if he did. Uh huh. 
Well, to be fair, he is tying one to like he, he says, all right, he ties one of them to a fucking firework to blow them up. Like it's a destructive tendency. Oh yeah, that's maybe he's a little bit psychopathic, but he's like, and he's got a dog that's very poorly trained outside in a fucking shed. Like I think, I I I think that's people trying to have a fucking hot take on uh, select fucking scenes. Yeah, like he's still destroying things. He's stealing his younger sister's toys and. Uh, outwardly being a piece of shit. He's nothing more than But naughty. he's also, he's a kid. Like, he's nothing just, more than naughty. Like, he's a, and he's also in, he's in Toy Story 2. He's the, like, it's a, a weird fucking little cameo, but he's just a bin man in it. I didn't know that. Aye, so there's a bin bag, uh, there's a bin man wearing, like, uh, headphones, listening to music, getting rid of all the trash. Oh, he likes his music, he's, he's a hard worker. And he's wearing the, the same uh, skull top that, that Sid does in the first one, so they're like, oh, wow, it's yeah. really tight on him and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just his favourite fucking band. Anyway, America, it is on, like, oh, oh, Donkey Kong. I, I was, let's do that in a second. Now, while I'm talking about things I found on the internet, I want to tell you this, because I, I sent it to Cara. Mm-hmm. Um, you're stripey and your cat can see that you've got stripes. I discovered this on the internet, so it might not be true. Mm. But human skin mm-hmm. is like, got patterns on it. But it's not visible to the naked eye. I don't know if it's like infrared or ultraviolet or whatever, but like under certain light, mm. your body will be like. And some people have got like conditions where the patches show. So when you see people like, um, look like almost like disfigurements on their skin, that's because they've got a condition that shows the stripes. Uh, Ray can see those uh, vibrations of light, frequencies of light. So your cat sees you as a stripy human. I don't know if I believe that. Do you think that's one of them true lies? I, I think it's like one of those... The second you said fucking frequency, it sounds like one of those... Well, frequency of light is just a general... Like, you can see within the range of red, blue, orange, green, indigo, violet, or whatever. Aye. Not violet. But you can see within that range, but you know that that spectrum... Is much bigger, aye. There's, there's frequencies that the naked eye can't see. So that's not hocus-pocus. Mm. But it, it is one of the things that you would say to make it sound plausible. Aye, but but, it's a, but that's for you with an understanding of frequency. There's a bunch of people out there, like the reason fucking conspiracy theorists, they'll just take two things they don't understand and because they have the same numerical value or something, they'll put them together and go, they must be related. They're like, oh, human beings vibrate at this frequency and this is the same frequency that 5G goes out there. Therefore, 5G is trying to kill us. because of, And you go, motherfucker, you don't know either of those sciences. Yeah. The only thing you've recognised is a number between two things. And this isn't Jim Carrey in the movie number 23 stopping a fucking Moron. Like so you don't you don't believe that you're stripey? <clears throat> no, 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 I don't necessarily believe it. But you've not given me a convincing enough argument there. And also, Ray is fifteen and blind. Well, she's not necessarily blind, but she's a fucking weird. She can see when you've got food. That might be her nose. No, she's got blocked nose, and she keeps fucking. <laughs> she keeps. Um, Kara is. Um, Ray has a new hobby, hobby, which is she's always been an indoor cat. Until like we got her, like even when she was at my mum and dad's house, she would occasionally go into the back garden, but she, she didn't really like it that much. She ventures outside. Yeah, she doesn't like. She doesn't go around the doors and come back three days later. No, but now that because we've got a big garden that goes down all those levels, and and it's all essentially hers, and there's nothing dangerous there. So 
she's got this fucking thing with running water. We don't know what it is, but like we noticed that every time our living wall comes on and like it's the, the, with the yeah yeah the automatic plant water yeah room. the irrigation going fucking through it. Like the, the second that run water, she loves it. Like she would literally get down there in the empty pot, start drinking the water out of there because I think like running water is fresh water to them. Like mm. that's an old oh um, uh, yeah yeah they they recognise that as that hasn't been contaminated yet. It's yeah, just come out the sky. But what she doesn't know is it's just going through all this fucking mud. So we've had to like cover those things so we don't eat them anymore. And then down at the back, we've got that pond that's not really a fucking pond that we emptied, but now the, it's rained oh, so much. Oh, that had the fish in it when you aye, bought the house. Aye. I've never seen anyone buy a house complete with pets. Aye. <laughs> They're like, do you want to keep these fish? We're like, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, she used to hang down there a lot and just sort of like look at the water there. Now she's discovered the the stream. So you're worried she may get carried off? Well, so kind of starts following her down there because Cara loves animals more than anything in the world. So she wants to know where Ray's going. Because Ray would come back, she'd come back with a wet tail. And we're like, that's not great. Uh, like, I don't know what that is. Like, and you're a bit, she's a big fucking... Can I get that tail wet? She's, <laughs> she's an old cat. We're like, and she's, because she was never truly a kitten, she never got to do kitteny things. We notice now that like... She's reliving her youth. Well, yeah, because like, if you play, if you try to play with old cats that are 15, that ha- were kittens when they were... and. Ha- had lives as kittens they won't play as 15 year olds because they're like fuck off I'm old whereas Ray didn't have that so if you play with her like a kitten part of her brain just goes what the f- oh this is fucking great and she yeah, loses her mind um, she also loves going outside at night and she'll go down to the fucking bridge which is a very old woodeny rickety bridge which we don't go on because it's not fucking safe and it's going over oh that's the sort of where you're in like um, loggerheads with the council yeah the council are like you can't replace that and I'm like well it's at the bottom of my garden and nobody else is going to fucking check and I'm doing you a favour by replacing it so but, but they're, they're tied up in bureaucracy that like no we have to do it yeah it's because like, then it has to be deemed safe right but also pat, it's gonna be pat tested yeah but also we're not gonna do it because nobody walks that way anymore so therefore there's no point in doing it it's uh, like i'm going to do it edinburgh council and there's fuck all you will do about it um and and yes challenge thrown down uh i cannot wait to see the bridge you make well but I'm, no I'm, not, I'm got, not going to make got, it all <laughs> right <laughs> I thought you were saying challenge accepted. I'm no, make the bridge I'm going to, to pay space. somebody to build a bridge in my garden. I'm not fucking doing it. No. What is this, 15 years ago? That was the most Tory sentence you've ever said in your life. What? I'm going to pay someone to build a bridge in my garden. Aye. I'm not going to do it my fucking self. I'm not going to have that fucking working class attitude of I can do anything I set my mind to. No, I can't. I'm going to pay somebody whose attitude who's is capable. that to do that themselves. Yes, of course. So she goes down to the fuck. Oh shit! She goes down to the bridge every night at like fucking two in the morning. And Had on as well to miss that fucking. I'm gonna buy a gazebo for me dogs. Just getting fucking high and lately you're booty building a bridge in your garden. No, the bridge is already there. No, but I'm saying I, I called you a Tory for the uh, sentence. Oh right, I was I like, see. I'm getting a gazebo because my dog won't be in the rain. Aye, you were checking yourself mm-hmm. before they wrecked yourself. Yes. I get it. That's uh-huh. fair. Um, and Kara's like, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I think she's going to fall in the water one day. And I'm like, that's fair enough. Like, but it's not a, it's not a river. I shall get out. Well, if it's to be fair, when it rains, if it, it does turn into out, a she fucking, probably won't be there. Nah. Well, I mean, she doesn't have any concept of like she'll come in soaking wet and just be like, why, why do my ankles and knees hurt? And you're like, because you weigh six stone heavier now. Nobody, because, nobody likes a wet pussy. Is that the same? Is it? <laughs> is that the same, right? Um. Nobody likes a wet pussy? I don't think they do. Nobody likes a wet pussy dragging itself across the kitchen? Th- that, uh, I don't think people say that, but it's true. <laughs> like, imagine, I don't like, the, imagine the squeaking. Yeah, it's just... 
<laughs> It'll be dry leave, after like half a foot. Just leaving a slug trail. <laughs> All right, like, okay. <laughs> You're just running and throw salt over her. <laughs> so yeah, cat comes in, something wet. Oh, I think it was it. That's the interesting thing. And, um, and to round this story right off, we're going to America. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, and, and oh, yeah, to, so to any American fans out there, um, it's one of those weird things because there's, in an ideal world, in a, in a world that wasn't riddled with uh, COVID, uh, this, we would have been able to, like, put this show, the, the, this tour on way further down the line. They would have been able to be on sale for longer. Like, this is quite a... Last, sh- mi- last minute. It's, a, it's, a very, it's a very, very much a shotgun tour. Um, yeah, it's been it's been in the pipeline for a while, but the pipeline's been blocked. Yeah, it was literally just this minute getting the visas unblocked the pipeline, and it's all gone ahead. Fully. And we leave Sunday uh-huh. uh, for it. So We're back from Europe on Friday. Got time just to wash and dry our laundry. And Probably pe- pack some of it still with wet cuffs. People are still uh, people. Some people are still nervous uh, about COVID and don't want to come out. Don't want to risk it. There are rules in place in America. Where people that come to the show have to prove that they are uh, vaccinated, and for a lot of people uh, in America, uh, because it's the anti-vax capital of the fucking world, they just not want to do that. So those ones won't come. There's people. Everyone's got financial troubles. Like fucking, we all do. We were all employed for fucking ages. So uh, if you are in the states, for the love of God, buy tickets to the show and please tell all of your fucking friends. We're grateful to anyone that comes out. Yeah, but let's get the entertainment kickstarted. Let's yeah. not come in with a with a flop. Aye, aye. Let's, let's not make flop sh- back into America after. Let's let's go back. We've missed you. We're very excited to be and, coming back. And we'll hang out with everybody. It's one of them two as well. We're going to the arcades after. Well, because yeah, it's let my, you know where we're going. It's my uh, it's my good uh, it's, it's my tap out for a bit because once we come back from New Orleans uh, I am and I'll say it on the podcast so I, that I can be held accountable for this as well uh, leaving Cara yeah, she's done it's <laughs> done once I've got that fucking bank leaving her where she stands <laughs> <laughs> she can have a third of it I don't give a fuck as long as she doesn't make us come and pick up the baby on every other weekend uh, um, once I get back from New Orleans I'm uh, going because I said to Karen that the second she got pregnant, because it's such an unfair thing, I was like, at any point, you're allowed to call solidarity and say, you know... Stop drinking. Stop drinking, because, you know, it just feels unfair. But for me personally, I want to be sober for at least the last three months of her pregnancy, because I think the worst way to start off being a father is for her to go into labour early on and be like, we need to go to the hospital. And I'm like... Can we get a taxi? I'm high. <laughs> That's that is not. That's not how you want this start. No, that's like let's start from the. I don't think I'm going to start from a brilliant place. I don't think any father has ever nailed it from fucking day day one. I think that's impossible. But like, give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, and also, yeah, I just want to do this sobriety for a bit, and then you know, probably until the the kids about. Um, a couple of uh, months old uh, until Cara basically starts drinking again. Maybe we'll just go back in mm-hmm. uh, together. That'll be our first like. And then like I'll kidnap you, take you on your stag do in Spain. Oh, I will, Spain. man. I could, <laughs> didn't tell your best man. You never came back to Spain. Well, man, I can I tell was you. Gonna take you to Vegas. I can tell you. Not fucking, anymore. I can tell you fucking <laughs> uh, straight up. If you were to take me to Spain, there is unless you literally handcuffed me. Uh, to, and even then, I would I would choose somebody else's arm off. You would end you would end up on an episode of Nick Cody and Luke Heggie's mid, mid flight. Ball. Yeah, 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 hundred <laughs> percent, man. You couldn't get me on the flight. You couldn't get me on the fucking plane. And if you did get me there, I would fly back at the earliest fucking convenience. 
doing it. So the second you were all in bed, the second I would like got to go to the toilet by myself, I would run, get in a fucking taxi straight to the airport home. I am never stepping foot in Spain again. It's over. Uh, so when I come back from the States, uh, I'm going sober. So this is like a, not necessarily a big blow. I don't want to get too shit faced every single night because we've all got the shows the next day. Yeah. And also a lot uh, of traveling as well. So we'll be like, tell that in mind. Because this, this last trip, because of this being um, problems, mm-hmm. we got cunted after the gig. Aye. The gig started late. We polished off a bottle of whiskey, went and drank a bunch of free poured gin with Aye. some of the fans. Smoked a bunch of cigarettes in rage. Uh, and then went to bed at like 2.30 and woke up with a whiskey hangover at 5.45 to get the flight to be here in, in Antwerp. And that was the night before last. Yeah. And even the night before that, we drank in London and then had the flight for Spain. And it's like, uh, it's been fucking intense. We can't, like what we did there, we can't do that for the full tour. No. So we'll need to check when the early flight, we're getting old now. I am anyway. My. You stopped aging. <laughs> <laughs> What's your secret? <laughs> oh man, I gotta say this. So the other day I was doing a fucking uh, Q and A on Insta just while you were on stage, Guildford, and I'm just posting all the fucking videos. And somebody said, "Drop the skincare routine." So I did this fucking reply where I was like, first of all, I, man, I have really good fucking skin. Like it's something that Cara constantly said. She's so angry. Aye, we're the- coming from Cara saying you've got good skin. Aye, she, aye. <laughs> she, she, she's on. Um, I was going to say she's on first name terms with a dermatologist, but that, oh, that's just known who they yeah, are. Yeah, and his first name is Doctor. Uh, somebody was like, drop this. So I thought they were like, drop it as in like, get rid of it. Your skincare routine's not good. And I'm like, fuck you. I know I've got decent skin. And by the way, I've got decent skin, but I don't do anything. I don't drink lots of water. So when they say water. drop it, they're like, reveal it. Ah, uh, apparently. So you probably kind of corrected me. Because I did this fucking rant. being like, look, I know I'm not the fucking healthiest cunt in the world, and I don't drink the most water, and I don't use moisturiser, because I'm not a fucking loser. But, like, this is good. And I don't see any sc- see all, much sun. But for what I do, my skin is actually very good. And then kind of was like, they were actually saying that you have good skincare. Yeah, stop having such good skin and drop uh, the skincare routine. Or dro- drop it like a, a rap album. <laughs> <laughs> so to whoever, uh, <laughs> to whoever said that, I ran at that, sorry, whoopsie daisy, uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, so you didn't do anything for your skin? Just smoke? Just smoke drugs, uh, drink lots. Um, man, you know what? And this is this is my fucking conspiracy theorist. And I say this uh, theory, and I say that to Cara all the time. The reason I've got better skin to you is because I haven't been rubbing shit in my, to my skin since I was 12 years old. Mm. Like, I've never moisturised. I've never done anything. Like, I, I just let my face do what it fucking does. I don't wash my face. No? Unless it's dirty. Yeah, I don't wash my face. No, like, I never use soap on my face. Nah, never. Nah. I'll be back. My back's never had a wash in its life. <laughs> What was it? Was your back skin like? What? Was your was the skin Do on you your back? Do you want to have back? a look? Aye. What do you reckon? Oh, I mean it's aye. It's not. I mean you got you got, you got a bunch of freckles, but it's, <laughs> that wolf turning black, but crispy. <laughs> you can't scrub those off. <laughs> um, I I got I got it right, and I'll I'll wash my armpits, wash my bollocks and my asshole, mm-hmm. wash my feet. Maybe like dingy neck or whatever, my front. Not wash your face. I've never done it. I've never washed my face. If your fucking legs hardly ever get washed. No, and again, I feel like I've it's very I, easy to do. But if like, I'm very tired, do you wash your legs or do you just trust the? You know, you know what? To I, do its work? I, I tend uh, if I've um, if I've like played a game of football or something like that. Aye, that's when. But if it's just day to day, if it's day to day, jumping in the sh- in the shower or stepping in carefully, however you choose to enter the shower. Aye, um, aye, it's just a quick, quick, quick bit of the, like the the usual. The aye, I just feel like. 
you know, if he, if the amount of people that just, well, to be fair, I guess I, I, it's also just random. Like some people have good skin and some people fucking don't. So the people that have bad skin have to put this stuff onto their face to, to make it better. And then I guess it, the skin never really learns to do it itself. I don't know. I'm not a fucking Aye. dermatologist. Aye. The point is, I'm naturally beautiful. That's is that how point. you want to end the podcast? Yes, it is. No, I want to end on dad jokes. But go to danielslaws.com <laughs> to uh, see all of our tour dates. America, we're very, very, very excited uh, to be coming back. Um, if there's anyone in this going out today? Yes, it's Monday. Uh, the show in Antwerp tonight, I think the last few tickets have uh, just been released. And the same for Brussels tomorrow. So... Should there be anyone? I mean, imagine if you listen to this podcast and you live in either of those places, you're already coming to the show. Uh, I think Estonia's both sold out um, and and then the rest is America. So please do tell your friends about it. Buy lots of tickets. Uh, well, not lots of tickets. Make sure there's, there's people in the fucking seats. And oh, oh, so my book. My book is coming out on the 12th of October. Oh, Buy yeah. that, you motherfuckers. Uh, and um, that, that's going to be the... The prize for the draw for the patrons. Anyone on tier two gets entered the draw once. Anyone on tier three mm. gets entered twice. Uh, we drew out Kyle Chapman last time and they mm-hmm. won a t-shirt, a signed t-shirt. That's already on the way to Kyle. Um, and this time we're going to do your signed book mm-hmm. and my signed book are going to be the prize. So if, if you're on a tier two... Do I have to buy a copy of my own book? I'm just going to probably nick one from your house. You know, the first ever episode, that first edition one, that's going to be really valuable. No, I'll not do that. Oh, yeah. We're probably going to have to buy a copy of your book. Right, okay. Um, we'll just do it with the Patreon money. Aye, we'll, we'll right. put it as an expense. Right. Your dad staved his thumb by pushing the F key too hard when he commented on the trailer for Everyone's Talking About Jamie. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Press F for respect? Nope. Oh, 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 no, Kev. <laughs> that was so I went fun to watch you get that joke in real time. I went to watch that with Kev. <laughs> did, you, did you enjoy it? That, yeah, I probably tell fucking I always start every story with, I probably told this on the podcast, but look, just fucking join in if you know the words. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was watching everyone's talking about Jamie, my mum and my dad to my left, and my wife Natalie to the right. And the first section ends with Jamie um, accepting that he's going to be in a drag, taking the leap, buying a dress, right, and walking out on the stage for the first time as me, me, me. And then as he walks out... And as what? Me, me, me is his drag act name. Right, in okay. The show. Got you. Me, me, Very, me. very important context that you've just fucking rolled over there. <laughs> Jamie comes back on stage in a big dress, dressed as me, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> I just had joggies on. <laughs> Fucking. So we, this is me drag act Kai Me drag act Kai Humphreys. <laughs> nice little. Uh, I wasn't like nostalgic. Uh, but just now. Mm. Walks out. And. In full drag, right? But you don't see Jamie, the actor, go out in full drag. You see the curtains drop and the projection of him coming out in full drag, filling the whole curtain and the stage. It's massive. It's fucking big crescendo. Right. It's the end of the section, right? The curtains come down. It's finished. Everyone just jumps up and starts clapping and standing ovations the the, the end of all. And I start whipping my, um, my jumper off because I'm hot. Mm-hmm. I'm in a hoodie. I'm packed in my seats. But we get up. It's an opportunity to take my hoodie off, right? But my T-shirt went with it. 
in a turned inside out and my arms pulled out of the sleeves and I've got knee top on in the theatre <laughs> and I can't easily get it back on because my t-shirt is now locked in by the sleeves oh, onto my jumper so I'm frantically trying to get it and uh, it, it just honestly looks like I've just went just be who you want to be <laughs> <laughs> and Natalie looked over Lisa's just clapping at the theatre and all that right and looks at what I mean went, what are you doing <laughs> put your top back on I'm like I didn't mean to do it <laughs> this is me expressing myself uh, and my mum and dad didn't even react that hardly they just say aye there he goes <laughs> there's our son bleeding heart liberal that's always uh, Mr Woke <laughs> <laughs> your dad got mistaken for a wheel of cheese and a bloke from Gloucester rolled him down a hill <laughs> Your dad makes your mum put batteries up his arse if he wants him to shagger faster. <laughs> your, your dad orders his cocktail shaken, not stirred, but his cocktail is rum and coke, so it just fizzes everywhere. <laughs> your dad eats hot dogs like corn on the cobs. <laughs> uh, your dad turned up to the wrong rally and started yelling meet his murder to a bunch of moving cars. <laughs> your dad has a picture of Peggy up on his dartboard. <laughs> That would hurt my feelings, but I had to let him have it. I'd be like, nah, that's, that's hilarious, bro. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Take it doing when I'm here. <laughs> Don't invite me to play at the least. That's the worst bit. And stop saying bullseye when I get her in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad thinks he's growing weeds, but he's actually got an attic full of stinging nettles. <laughs> Your dad hates when Muslim players celebrate by praying after scoring a goal as he thinks you should keep religion and politics out of football, but will then, unironically, sing God Save the Queen with tears in his eyes and hatred in his heart. <laughs> you, you, you've hit a lot of people with that dad joke. <laughs> Good. A lot of people. Good. That's, <laughs> that's too many humans think like that. Far too many. One would be too many. That's what's me dad. <laughs> In which case, typical gif. Uh, uh, your dad tells everyone he's a voice actor because he auditioned to be the voice of Bumbles and Knowledge is Power. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a reference. If you've not played Knowledge is Power on uh, the PlayStation, Bumbles. it's a very, very good uh, like party game for lots of people. Of any age? Uh, of any age. And you can play as Gareth Waugh. As one of the characters, it's probably look like he. Oh. I can't mind. I gotta get it up. Oh, man, it is. Like, Gareth, when we first played it for the first time, Gareth was devastated because he was like, that is just me. Like, uh, there's no plagiarism. Way to like, how did, how did your merch logo get tucked down, but that didn't? Uh, <laughs> That's such a true likeness. Um, which, by the way, I have now printed out a written permission slip uh, for you to sign to send a spreadsheet so that we can get. Ah, yes, I mind him. It is absolutely current. <laughs> it's 100. If you want to know what we're talking about, Google knowledge is power hot dog. And it is, it's so unbelievably Gareth. And if you're watching it on YouTube, I think Brett will bring it up for you on the camera. Cause shout out to Brett, our editor. All right, let's go smoke weed and play board games. Yes, please.